Welcome to the podcast channel of the East Bay Unity Intergroup of Overeaters Anonymous. The opinions expressed here are those of individual members and do not represent OA as a whole. For more information about our intergroup, please visit our website at eastbayoa.org. So I'm Robin. I'm a, a food addict and a bulimic. Um, hi, Robin. I'm from, hi, hi, Elise. I know Elise. So um, it's her fault that I'm here, but I'm glad to do it. I really am. Um, I'm from Portland, Maine. I live in Portland now. I've been there a while, 20 years. And um, I'm originally from New Jersey. And I know that um, David was that who I talked to or texted with last night. We had a little, um, we both knew, uh, we knew an ice cream place. Is it okay to mention food here at this meeting? Um, and so well, it was a long time ago, but anyway, um, well, just briefly about me and then I'll get to step six best I can. Um, I got into recovery, uh, in AA first. Um, um, and I, um, so that's, that's where I started my journey in recovery. I, uh, I was not like a fat kid or anything like that food wise, um, you know, I didn't really start having issues with my weight until I got in high school. And, you know, I, I participated in a lot of sports, so I never was really overweight. Probably by the time I got out of high school, I was, you know, 15, 20 pounds. But in my family, you would have thought I weighed 500 pounds, you know. And um, it was always a really big deal to not – it was like the worst thing you could be overweight, worse than cheating, stealing, you know, be overweight. And um, And that was, you know – that's, I ended up with that big tag. So there was always all this, you know, pressure to lose weight. And I, um, I went away. So I, you know, I would kind of like try to lose weight and then I never could keep it off and all that. And, uh, and I, um, I went away to college up in New York state and, um, that's where I really, um, I got into a lot of drinking up there and that's how I ended, eventually ended up in AA and it would kind of trade off with the food, you know, um, I packed on the, you know, the freshman 15 easily. And then, you know, I would come home from school and I would be overweight. My mother would give me the, you know, up one, two, up, down, you know, nothing said, but the look and, um, you know, so that kind of went on for a while. And, uh, the summer, the summer before I was a senior in college, um, that's when I really started, my bulimia really started. Um, my, my grandmother generously donated um, this diet, this, you know, whatever you call it, membership, I don't know what you would call it, but I, this diet at a diet center. And all they did there that I remember, I went there and they gave me a 700 calorie a day diet. And I had to go there three times a week and get weighed and that's what they did they weighed me and um you know i didn't have a car my mother drove me there and i'd walk out and you know the first thing inquisition how to do and you know so after i lost you know like 20 pounds in like three weeks i mean i was like faint you know and i couldn't do it anymore so that's when i discovered binging and purging i would you know i worked as a lifeguard at this pool and they had a snack bar and we could get all the snacks you wanted and i would get all these snacks and then we'd go in the bathroom and i'd purge and you know but i stopped losing weight and then my parents started yelling at me and blah blah you know all that but that's really the summer 
that I discovered that. And when I went back to school, there was kind of, it ended up being this trade off drinking, eating, drinking, eating, you know, and um, that's kind of the way it went for me. You know, there was one addiction or another. And then a little later in my life, it threw men in there as well, relationships. So I could kind of keep the ball going one way or the other. And, um, you know, got out of, out of school, moved, moved down to the shore. You know, the, the food thing just, it was always there. You know, it was just always there. My drinking got bad then. You know, I got married. I got divorced. Um, moved out, back up to Montclair, where I was from in New Jersey. Moved back up to where I grew up. You know, and, um, you know, I got an apartment. And that was the year that I got into AA. You know, my drinking got pretty bad, but, you know, in retrospect, I never got as bad as my eating. So I got sober and then my eating would kind of like, you know, depending on a relationship or not a relationship, you know, it would be like it would come and go and come and go and my weight would go up 15, 20 pounds and then I'd try to lose weight down, you know, so um, it was just like up and down and up and down and I tried, 13 years I tried in AA to deal with my food. I did not want to go to OA. I knew about OA. Of course I knew about OA. I even had a stint there in a couple of years. You know, I don't remember exactly when in the sequence, you know, I, um, I even went to OA. I, I sat in the back. I, I had the, you know, the for today little white book. I wrote all these numbers in there. And I never called one of them. You know, I went once a week, sat in the back. Um, and I, you know, I kind of went through this period, I used to, you know, where I didn't binge and purge for like a year or two, maybe even two years, you know, and I ended, I got married again to someone in AA who I was going to save. And then, um, and I just, um, I don't know, things kind of like just kept building up and building up. And, um, oh, I started back in the food again you know, right near the end of that marriage and, you know, that broke up and then, um, oh, another, you know, I didn't get married again then, you know, um, another relationship. So then I was in, oh, blah, I went to go through all the ups and downs, but finally, um, uh, God gave me the gift of a job at Nabisco, Nabisco, you know, Nabisco, right? So cookies, crackers, stuff everywhere, food everywhere. And that was like really the beginning of my and you know um it was it was awful i mean i just i can't even begin to tell you all the stuff i used to do steal food at work go down in the you know it was in a big office oh, it was it was just it was a nightmare you know and then i would pray to god i mean talk about step six so i thought that my way of um asking for god's help would be like just remove this from me you know like i'm entirely ready not to binge and purge anymore get rid of this for me and sometimes it would like this thing would like click on and I could stop for a couple of weeks or sometimes even a couple of months and but sooner or later boom you know I would have a little of this a little of that you know how it goes and then I was back right back in the binging and purging oh and um so then you know I met Jim who I'm married to now who is how I know Elise you know we met in AA um and I met him and we ended up, he hated New Jersey and uh, we ended up moving up to Maine. You know, my parents, uh, we'll go through all that, but we both had family in this general area and uh, we moved up here. So there I was in Portland, Maine, ready to start my new life. And the first week I had my 
I was right back in it again. And it was like, you know, and like week two, I was actually away at something for work, a training class. And I won't even go through all the specifics, but I just started, I was right back in it. And like day two or day three of this, this class, I don't, I just was, I woke up in the morning and all of a sudden, talk about entirely ready. I just was given the gift of surrender. And I, you know, I wasn't at home. I wasn't, you know, I had gone, you know, I had gone to one or two OA meetings in Portland. I wasn't at home. I just, I just got up the next day and it was like something has to change. I'm just ready for a change. You know? And I made it through the remaining class without overeating or eating any of my binge foods. And I got back and I started going to OA. And I just, um, I had like a degree of willingness that I never had before. And um, so that's kind of, uh, you know, where, where things changed. Um, I started going to OA, I went, I, um, and actually that day in, um, that I was away in the training class was, you know, I consider that my absent date, that was um, in December of 1998. So since then, I've been blessed with abstinence. I have not binged and purged. I have not eaten any of my binge foods. Um, I mean, it's a freaking miracle. I just can't believe it. I can't believe the years just keep going by, and I just keep, I just keep going away, and I just keep sewing up. Um, not all great, you know. It's hard stuff. Um, all the, you know, it's but it beats bet. It's better than where I was. That is for sure. So, um, you know, I'm still married to number three. <laughs> We're doing. He's in recovery too. So that's. Well, that has its pluses and minuses. We're both, you know, we both have a lot of baggage, but um, it's okay. We're both in recovery. And um, so I do a lot of service, all that, you know. Um, I'm in a group. I do a lot of group stuff, and I'm sponsees and sponsor, and I do all that stuff. It makes me, and it's not even because I should. I, it just makes it helps me feel connected, you know, and um, I, that's important to me, just to feel like I belong in there and I have a place there. And, um, you know, so I have a, a, you know, I just have this kind of, this food plan. And I just follow it. I just keep on. And I've been, I feel so grateful, like during the, this pandemic that, you know, I mean, I could say my emotions are off the wall, but I haven't been really even tempted to use food to deal with them because I just, it's like, yeah, you know, it just, that's just how it feels. I feel really grateful about that. So, so anyway, that's, uh, Robin, you know, that's, sorry. Yeah, Robin, that's 10. 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. oh, thank you. Okay. That's not too bad then. So uh, when I think about, you know, step six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Um, uh, I don't know that I ever just thought God was going to like poof them away. I would have really liked that. You know, that's what I used to hope with, with my binging and purging. And, you know, what I finally had to do was uh, really be entirely ready, you know. Um, or, and, and a better way for me to look at it now is that I'm uh, entirely willing. You know, somehow that feels different to me. Like, I am willing to do what I need to do. You know, so I'm willing to do something different, if anything. I'm willing to do something that I haven't done before, I'm willing to do my best, you know, and I don't think that it's just gonna be that I surrender or I am entirely ready. 
and I'm entirely ready for God to remove them. And there are plenty of times that God, I don't like the way that God removes them. You know, he gives me all these, you know, like my husband and I have, have this joke, like when we get in a big line, you know, we'll look at each other, well, did you pray for patience today? You know, like we're given these opportunities, you know, to, to work on this stuff. And so I don't think that I'm supposed to, so when it says entirely ready, I guess I am ready. I'm, I'm like ready to do something different or I'm willing to do something. I'm willing to do something different, you know, when the opportunity presents itself and the best that, the best that I can, you know, I was uh, trying to think of a good example. Um, you know, I have this thing where, you know, I have, a, I, a lot of things make me nervous. You know, I have like, a, you know, not medicate. You know, I, I don't take medication for anxiety or anything, but you know, I worry about all these things. And um, so I have this, I don't even know if I'd call it habit. I think I'd call it a coping, coping, <laughs> coping mechanism, so to speak, that doesn't really work very well or a, or a defect, you know. So I project on the worst. Everything that's going to happen, I try to figure out the worst case scenario. You know, I'm traveling. Well, we won't get there. I, I better bring this and I better bring that. And I, what happens if this and what happens if that, you know? And I used to say, well, I'm just being a realist. I'm just a good planner, you know, and I want to figure things out. But I end up creating more anxiety for myself in, you know, projecting on what, what's going to happen than the thing that actually happens. And, you know, most of the time it works out okay. And even if it doesn't work out okay, if it's not one of these 5,000 scenarios that I projected on, you know, um, I just deal with it. You know, and I have a difficult time letting go with that and trusting God. And but I've gotten a little bit better. You know, I can kind of catch myself a little bit earlier, and I just, you know, I'll get myself with an affirmation going, and I'll, and then sometimes I'll talk to my husband because he's the complete opposite. Sometimes we call him Mary, Mary Poppins, you know, because he's always expecting the best. And I, I would really like to be more like that. I'm never going to be like that. But I used to like justify my thing of it by saying, well, I am a realist, you know, and you're in Never Never Land. Well, to be an optimal point, it's kind of like in the middle. Like, why not expect the best if you can? You know, why not? Why, why make a choice if I can help it to be in anxiety and fear, you know? And so I ask now, you know, if I feel that coming on, you know, I ask God for help and I talk to somebody about it and some, maybe I'll write some inventory on it and talk to my sponsor about it sometimes. And sometimes I just work myself into um, a frenzy and lose sleep and, but it doesn't last as long as it used to. I don't always take all my you know projections as seriously as I used to. So I think that that's the way that I look at step six also, you know, like I'm entirely willing to get, do it differently, you know, move toward a better, you know, maybe version of myself, more like what my higher power would have me be. So, um, you know, and then, you know, I get a chance to ask, actually ask for the help in, in the next step. In steps. And the thing I also like about steps six is that I, I look at it and it also tells me the payoffs that I'm getting out of doing something. Because if you know, it's always it, to me, it's a very simple matter in a way. Payoffs versus consequences, you know. So even though the consequences seem really poor, I'm obviously getting my payoffs are still a little bit higher, you know. So you know, I try to make the um, 
payoffs go down a little bit, you know? So I'm human. I'm getting better. You know, it's, I'm grateful I have a sponsor that I've worked with for, with over ten, for over 10 years. So she can point out to me that I've gotten better because a lot of times I can't see it. And um, so that's that. I'm really glad to be here. It's nice to go to a different meeting. I just, I actually have a Saturday morning meeting, 10 o'clock, our time, obviously. And um, we, what did we do today? Well, we it was Big Book Week. We have kind of a varying. So we read the um, acceptance, you know, or it's not 449 anymore, 417. And uh, that was really nice. That's that's always good for me to hear. So anyway, I guess that's it for me. I'm glad to be here and nice to meet some of you. So that's it. Thank you.